Welcome everyone to Sovereign AF episode 11. My name is Regina Cornelio. I'm your host. Very excited for today's episode. My guest, Sherry, is an intuitive guide and a transformational life coach for the last 10 years. And she has studied a modality called rapid transformational therapy, RTT which allows her to do past life regression and also something called future progression. So I'm excited to dive into these modalities and learn a little bit more about that and about her. Welcome, Sherry. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about you and how did you get into this work? Oh, yeah, of course. So I've had a very interesting career. I did start in computer science, and then I couldn't handle sitting at a desk all day. So I ended up doing some movement, some fitness instruction, personal training, that kind of work. And I decided to take a year sabbatical from work and train as a massage therapist. And when that happened, it kind of cracked open all my spiritual gifts. I was feeling people's energy through my hands, and I was getting all this information coming in through my clients. So that's basically when things began. Nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then how did you find out about RTT and what kind of, what made that interesting to draw you into that modality? Well, I moved into Quantum Success Coaching Academy next. That was the law of attraction kind of coaching, which is what I love to do. And then from there, I moved into the Akashic Records. And I was in the Akashic Records. I've been playing in those probably for eight years. And so that actually led me to how do I use this like body of information and um, give people what they've been asking for. So people like to go into past lives and see who they were and see who their family members and their friends were. And if they're, if the guy they like or they're crushing on was somebody that they've actually been with in a past life. Right. So that's kind of how I got drawn to rapid transformational therapy. Awesome. So let's dive into that rapid transformational therapy and let's talk more about each of the modalities and I'm interested in hearing about case studies, et cetera. So you've been doing this for a while now, right? Yeah, absolutely. I believe I got trained in 2017. So that's how long I've been doing the rapid transformational therapy and therefore the past life regression. So what are, I mean, it just, I'm, I'm interested in hearing, like, what are some of the things that you've seen with the, with your case studies? Um, let's talk about, I guess we can kind of separate them a little bit. Um, let's talk about the past life regression first. Like what are some of the things that you've seen? Well, it's very interesting because it does depend on a person's intention for having a session. Some of them are just curious and they might get totally different kinds of lifetimes. So they might look at five totally different lives. Some people are like, show me when I was abundant in the past. Cause I want to bring that information forward or that energy forward. So those ones are really cool because we go into people's lives when maybe they were really abundant and maybe it was like the 1700s and they were, you know, one of the wealthy families, right? So it's very interesting what your intention is, if that makes sense. Right. And so how, tell me about the process of rapid transformational therapy and how do you get into the past life regression? Is it like hypnosis or? Yeah, very similar. So it it is a type of hypnosis. But with rapid transformational therapy, what we're doing is we're doing a very light state of hypnosis. 
So it's almost like the person is focusing on the therapist as though they're looking at the television and they're watching TV. So they can still hear the family or the pets or whoever around them. And so they're not, they're, they're not so deep that they're clucking like a chicken on stage, right? They're not in that deep of a hypnosis. So they're basically resting their conscious mind and bringing the subconscious and the superconscious to the forefront. And that's where it opens up to all the information that we want to access. So can you, I have, there's one question from, um, Phoebe, were you scared when you first knew you had your gifts? Did it scare you? Good question. I was more scared about what other people would think about me having my gifts, (laughs) right? So it's almost like that coming out of the closet. And so that is usually the scariest for most people. I do have some people who are scared of their gifts, and I feel like there's an underlying energy of being afraid of their power. Right. Yeah, I can relate to that for sure. It's almost like you unlock just another level of yourself. And then it's like, well, what do I do now? And who, you know, can I tell people about this or not? It's kind of crazy. Um, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Everyone that's watching on Facebook live, feel free to ask questions as we go. And I'll, I'll do my best to get to all the questions. Um, now can you tell us a little bit more about how this, how rapid transformational works and how it's different from like, I guess, I'm used to hypnosis. We had a guest come on, talk about hypnosis. We had someone talk on uh, on QHHT. Are you familiar with QHHT? No. And Dolores Cannon? I'm familiar with Dolores, but not the QHHT. Okay. I guess it's like a real deeper level of QHHT. This sounds kind of like almost the opposite. So how is this different from hypnosis? How do you get into, how do you get to the super conscious without going deep, I guess? Yeah, very, very good good question. Essentially, what we're doing is just relaxing the body and the mind. So it is a type of hypnosis. We just don't want you to go so deep that you don't have control because then a lot of people have fear and that's going to kind of mess up the information that's coming through. Okay. So with the process, what I do is I take people down a staircase, just like you would in rapid transformational therapy relaxing them the entire time. So maybe we're taking 10 or 15 minutes to actually get them down this imaginary staircase, right? And that's Mm -hmm. the point of relaxing and releasing all the tension and the body's getting lighter and that kind of energy. Then when they reach the bottom of the stairs, I bring them into a room, like a fictitious room, wherever they are, people always know where they are. Uh, It's very interesting because people are scared at the beginning about, you know, what if nothing comes or what if I can't see anything? People always have an answer for me and it's awesome. (laughs) And so they get to the bottom of the stairs and then I ask them to like, look around and tell me what's there. And it's usually very dark and there's usually like a chair and maybe a table nothing else. So it's very interesting. And then I have them see five doors and then they tell me which door they want to go to. And of course they always know which door. So they're like, whatever from the left or the blue one, it's number one or whatever, right? They always know. And then I lead them down, opening the door and going down a hallway, going back in time to a point in time where they need to understand or know something. And then I ask them simple questions when they get to the other side. Is it daytime or nighttime? 
Are you indoors or outdoors? Are you alone or with people? And so that kind of starts to stir the information for them. And then they can give me more and more information. I feel like my fear is exactly what you said, because in the past, right, I feel like some people tell me what you think. Do you think some people are more susceptible to hypnosis than others? Yes, but I've only had one person out of probably 1100 that I've done this with. Wow. Yeah, a lot, right? I've I've used a lot, like this technique a lot. Um, And there's probably only one person. And I think she expected to go deeper and didn't think she was hypnotized, even though she was relaxed enough to get the information. Okay. That's always my fear of doing, and I've done regular hypnosis. I've never done deeper. I've never done rapid RTT. And so that's always, I guess I'm second guessing, like I'm too in my head and I'm second guessing. And I guess I always felt like I'm not as easily hypnotized. And so I worry about doing something like that, but I've always been interested in trying different modalities, trying QHHT. And this sounds really interesting too. Um, one person, where was the question? So where was the question? Somebody asked and then it disappeared. I saw it somewhere, but I think the question was, do they know them? I think what they mean is when they open the door and they see people, do they know them? Do, are they familiar with, oh, I know where I am and who these people are? Yeah, good question. So it usually comes up that there's other people around. And then I'll ask about like, are, how old are you? Are you married? Do you have children? Those kind of questions. Um, and then I'll start getting information or ask questions around, do you know this person from your current lifetime? And sometimes it could be a sister or a brother or a lover or whoever that they're in a different relationship, usually in the past life, but they recognize some of the people they're with. Wow. So they recognize some people in the past life from the current life. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Now, is that a, um, like an inner knowing, like a soul recognition, or they actually kind of look familiar too? It would be a soul recognition. Our souls tend to travel in like groups. So we tend to reincarnate over and over with the same people. And so it's common for your dad in this life to be your sister in a different lifetime, something like that. Right. That's funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've had experiences of that and I've been told that I've had a lot of lifetimes with my mom and we were brothers in another lifetime and stuff like that. She's watching. And actually she has a question she asked three times. So I think maybe she didn't realize she already sent the question, but um, let's talk about the benefits. Like first off, who's a candidate for this and what are some of the benefits from this? So this is definitely going to go back to intention. Some people are just curious Some people might have some kind of health condition or some kind of repeating situation in this life that they're like, how come I can't clear this? Or like a string of bad relationships or something like that. So those are definitely candidates where we can go back into past lives and figure out where is that energy? Let's clear it. 
And I, for one, don't just look at the past life. I actually help the person sitting in front of me to shift the energy of it so that it moves it into this lifetime in a different way. So obviously we can't change the past, but we can change how the energy of the past is impacting us. Okay. Um, I want to hear more about that. How do you go about shifting that? Like, let's say, like, let's say there's a pattern that they're noticing or a lesson they're not learning and they're bringing it back into this life and that comes up. How do you go about shifting that? So it is about the questions that come up to me, because obviously I'm using my inner guidance and higher guidance as I'm leading them through this lifetime. So let's say they had a pattern of getting into like verbally abusive relationships. We would go back and see if we could find the lifetime where that began. And the hair on my arms is standing up because sometimes they actually are the one who was abusive in a past life. And now Mm -hmm. they're actually paying themselves back. And so we want to be able to clear that energy so that they've they've done enough, right? The the karma has been cleared, that kind of energy. And sometimes it's 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 often like a child and parent relationship where they didn't feel like they did enough like as a child and their parent was very verbal and they kind of carried that energy through. Mm -hmm. So basically we want to talk it through about the person did the best they could. How would you have wanted it to be differently? If they were standing in front of you now, what would you say to them? That kind of energy. Mm -hmm. So then we, we basically shift how that karma is impacting the current lifetime. Wow. So it sounds like, sounds like there's a ton of benefits, shifting karma, um, shifting, repeating patterns. Mm -hmm. Um, what are some of the things that you've seen? Well, hold on. Sorry. I'm going back and forth. If you see me looking, I'm looking at the questions too. Um, we have to fully experience the negative to move from it. Was that a question, Hillary, or a comment? We have to fully experience the negative to move from it. Sounds like a comment, but there's a question mark. I don't know. Maybe you can clarify Hillary, what you meant by that. Um, but diving more into the benefits. What about physical benefits? Have you, so I had another guest who was talking about deeper hypnosis, QHHT, and she had a client that had cancer and they were able to dive into the energetics of why. Have you ever had anything like that come up, like a physical thing that they were able to kind of shift a bit? Nothing that specific. I have worked with a lot of women with thyroid issues. And a lot of times what comes up is instances where they weren't allowed to speak their truth or instances where there was witch wounds, where somebody got hung or had their head chopped off, that kind of energy. And so obviously that impacts the throat. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you tell us a couple... Like when you think about over 1100, that is a lot. When you think about all of those clients, is there any case studies that kind of stand out as really big shifts or just really interesting past life that came up that you can kind of share with us? Well, I feel like the most interesting ones are the ones where they're not on earth when they go back to past lives. Yes. Can you tell us about that? That's interesting for me. I love that. 
Me too, because we know that some of us don't come from earth, right? Our souls, I do Akashic Record readings and I know our souls can come from different star systems. There was one reading that was a woman went back to a place where they were blue. <laughs> it was like blue people. <laughs> um, that was a very unique one, um, quite a different oh. than going back to earth, right? And mm -hmm. another woman went, it might've been the same woman actually, um, obviously, it's hard to remember, but um, she went back to a place where she was just energy. Oh. And it was like um, this like dark and light energy that was in this almost like it was in a box, like it was contained, but it was just moving energy. And it was it was a very like weird and interesting kind of past life for somebody to go back to. It was almost like they went back to a life between lives. Wow. When I hear that, so when I hear that, you know, just energy, that makes me think it's higher, higher dimensional. Cause I, mm. I feel like I've learned as you ascend to higher dimensions, you can ascend to a point of just being energy where you don't have to take form in a body or shape. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that was it, or if it was just in between, that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I wish I could remember the intention that this woman had set ahead of time. Mm -hmm. She actually came to me as a referral from someone else. So someone else said, Hey, you need to go do this with this woman. And she was like, okay. <laughs> and that's how she came through. So it's, um, that happens a lot where one person will have a session and then they'll say like, Oh, like, that was really cool. I need to send more people to you. That's awesome. I love that. Referrals are the best. So mm -hmm. got a comment and a question. Okay. Um, someone said there's a planet where there's people that are and the atmosphere is blue. I've heard of multiple star systems where people have skin that are blue, actually, mm -hmm. and blue avians. Mm -hmm. I think Sirius star system, right? Um, I think there's multiple higher dimensional beings that are supposed to be blue. Um, I actually had an out of body experience where I was in an atmosphere that was just blue myself and there was mm -hmm. no top or bottom. Mm -hmm. And I saw my guides and some of them were just light, which was a really cool experience. Um, Hillary said, okay, will we ever be here trying to make sense of the, sometimes the questions. Okay. Will we ever be here on earth and just enjoy it? Or is there something to the idea that we are on earth to experience negativity, to grow our soul? So I definitely can talk on that, but what do you think about that? First? Well, I feel like based on the work I've done in the Akashic records, we're definitely not in school here. So it's not like we have a ton of lessons but we do choose certain things that we want to play with. And I, in my readings, I call them life lessons. And they're literally simple things like I want to learn balance or I want to learn harmony or I want to learn success. And what happens mm. is as beings, we play with the extremes of of not having enough success and having too much success. And it's like in all life areas, we play with these different themes. Interesting mm -hmm. because I feel like I've heard people like Dolores Cannon say that earth is like spirit school where mm. we do have a good amount of lessons. And I definitely don't think there's any, 
and he's short, like, and we're not short on spiritual growth here. Right. I mean, <laughs> we've got a reality that's really kind of tough. I think that we're all really brave souls to incarnate here. I mean, especially right now, there's a yeah. lot going on and there's duality here. Right. I mean, there's yeah. no doubt that there's other realities that there's less good and evil. There's less duality where it's just more joyful. Right. But there may not be as much spiritual growth, whereas the duality I feel like brings in a good amount of, of growth. But yeah, I totally kind of get what you're saying, Hillary, with where I'm at right now. I'm kind of like, okay, pause the growth. I'm, I just want to coast for a little bit. Like I'm good. I'm telling my guides, like, please. Yeah. It's very interesting because I pull something in Akashic record readings. That's called the soul vibration. And so people who have a souls who have a vibration who are below like between a 4.0 and a 4.9, they're in the fourth dimension, just like we learn about, um, right. Having the body and the mind. And then people who start moving into the fifth dimension, that's where a lot of spiritual growth can happen. So I'll Mm. end up having people come to see me who are like 4.9 to like 5.2 or 5.3, because they're in that place in their spiritual growth, where, like you said, a lot of things are happening and they're like, okay, I'm, I'm losing these friends and I'm gaining these ones. And right. These, this whole like transformational process happens with that spiritual growth. But the cool thing is that you never go back to a lower level. So if you're at a 4.9 in this lifetime, when you pass, you start at 4.9 next time when you come back. Mm. I feel like that's where I'm at, like (laughs) 4.9 to 5.2, because yeah, the lessons are just rolling in. (laughs) Welcome, Simone, Roberto, Chris, Hope. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Feel free to ask questions. So we're just diving into past life regression. This sounds really interesting. It sounds a little bit unique. Um, the rapid transformational therapy from other past life regressions that I've heard of. Um, so what do you, okay. Here's a question that I thought of if, if I was coming to you for a session do you, do you separate the past life regression from the future progression? Like one session would be the past life. One would be the future progression. Yes. I've never had anyone want to do it in the same session. It wouldn't okay. be impossible, but most of us have hundreds of lifetimes and we're only looking at five. <laughs> so obviously people are going to want to see those five lifetimes. Right. Right. So someone asked, how can we find out what's our level? And what did you call it? A soul vibrational level? Yeah, soul vibration. Yeah. So I, when I do Akashic record readings, so I'm certified in the soul realignment method of reading Akashic records. Basically what that means is most of us over time have gone through floods and wars and like famine and all these different things that have taken us away from who we are as souls. And so soul realignment, the process shares with each person who you are at soul level, and then you can choose to realign to that person. Wow. Okay. (laughs) So that sounds a bit different, but interesting um, from the past life regression. Yeah. So that's more or less looking at different lifetimes and 
tell me if I'm getting this correctly with the Akashic realignment, looking at different lifetimes and your soul's purpose. And how can you realign? Like maybe if you're getting off track in this lifetime, is that what you mean? You can realign. So literally I read a soul. So when I'm reading your soul, I will pull where your soul originated and any characteristics that are related to where your soul originated. And then we're all made up of eight different types of energy that make up our soul. And most people have one or two that are very dominant and that makes qualities and characteristics related to which one's dominant. So I share that information. Each person has one or more soul specializations. So for me, I'm an explorer soul, which is actually really cool because I host it across the country, right? So my soul is a person, like a being that likes to do things and go where no one has gone before. So I just, I have a specific series of things that I pull for each soul. Okay. So it sounds like, wow, you do, you do quite a few things. So the- I do. (laughs) The, um, we talked about the past life regression and then that is soul realignment using Akashic records. So it sounds like that, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. It's just an Akashic record reading. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like that could benefit you from, I guess, learning more about your soul's purpose and how to realign if you're getting off track. Yeah. So they're really It is. And they're really good for people who just are totally lost and they're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing or like nothing's working and I don't get why, like, you know, those, that's a really good thing for those people. And I also do clearings. And when I do clearings for people, then, you know, we clear your house, we clear um, any of your past lives, your ancestry, your childhood energy, all of that. So then it's like starting with a fresh slate. Wow. So someone said, I'm confused. Do I have eight souls or do I have eight lives? I don't think it's either one, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So your each soul is made up of eight different energies. So it's a hundred percent. Each person, each soul is made up of eight different energies. And that percentage of those eight energies is different for every soul. Okay. So each soul has eight different energies, but the type of energy might differ. And that type of energy is going to tell you things about your soul. Exactly. I have a question for that. Now, does that energy shift from incarnation to incarnation? Like, so that, oh, wow. Okay. So it's kind of like your soul's blueprint kind of. Exactly. Okay. Interesting. What, what are the eight types of energy? They actually relate loosely to the eight, the first eight chakras. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So Gina said, I feel stuck in my growth. What would you recommend besides my daily meditation? Anger and resentment seems to be a lesson. Seems to be a lesson. Our emotions I'm learning from my intention is grow with love with my awareness. Okay. It's hard to understand what she means, but I think she's saying she's got a lot of anger and resentment. Any recommendations other than her daily meditation? Yeah. So I teach a technique that's called, I created it myself. It's called higher healing with higher self. And what I do is I connect people into their higher self to make sure that they can get yes, no, and maybe responses. Because once you get those three responses, you're connected to your intuition and you can access it anytime, any day, 
right? And I, that's one of the things that's really important to me is that people are connected to their intuition and their higher information 24 seven, if they want to be. What's that called? What do you, what do you call it? I it's, it's just connecting with higher self. So healing with higher self. Okay. So then what happens in the session when I do this with people is I make sure that they can get those responses themselves. And then I would ask, um, sorry, I forget her name. Who's the one that asked the question about the anger? Gina. Gina. So I would ask Gina, I would say, is the root cause of the anger yours? Likely it's not. Mm. (laughs) So she's carrying around somebody else's anger. And then if it is hers, is it from this lifetime? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Is it from a past life? Is it from a future life? Is it ancestral, right? So then we'll figure out where it's actually rooted. And then based on it's rooted, we'll figure out how we're actually going to release that energy. And if her body and energy is actually ready to release this anger from her being. I love that. Get to the root of where it's coming from. I love how you said, (laughs) yeah, I love how you said it's not even yours. Sometimes I'm very sensitive and I absorb people's energy and moods and yeah, sometimes you can't even tell, is this what I'm struggling with? Is it mine or not? Especially with, with all everything that's going on in the world today. So that's, that's a really good point. Yeah. So Um, two things, two things I would recommend to her. One is um, do some kind of chakra clearing, just a meditation you can do that specifically for the chakras for clearing those. And basically it will get you back into your own energy. And second, Mm. if you feel like it resonates, do a cord cutting. Mm. So find a meditation on YouTube, just for cord cutting. And I'm assuming obviously those are all things that you can help with as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. People are loving this. Tiffany said, makes so much sense. Hi, Sue. Um, Actually, actually, let's go back for one second. When you pull something out at a root, like you're pulling out the anger, the thing people don't remember to do is fill up with something else. So that's actually how you raise your vibration by putting new energy in that area so that you're then slowly raising your vibration. Right. Right. So what would, so obviously sounds like she would probably need some assistance with getting to the root and then plucking that weed, but what would you recommend filling it with like anger, pulling out the anger resentment? What do you fill it with? It it depends on like where they're going, what they're manifesting, that kind of thing. And usually an emotion will come to them where they're like, it's harmony or it's bliss or it's love or it's peace. Like they usually know in the moment what they need to replace the anger with. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. And I'm assuming she said sending so much love. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously you do it in person. Do you do it online? How do you do it remote? Yeah, I do it on remote over Zoom. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. This sounds fascinating. I love that. Um, okay. So let's dive into the future progression a little bit. So I've, I've heard of past life regression. There's a bunch of different modalities that kind of facilitate that, but I've never heard of future progression. Tell us about what that is. So I use the exact same technique, but when we get down to the bottom of the stairs and the person is all relaxed, there's only one door. So I take them through one door and maybe it's three months into the future. And I just, they'll tell me exactly what's changed, if anything has or hasn't. And then maybe I might take them another three months into the future. 
then basically I'm letting my intuition guide the amount of time they're moving forward. And if something comes up that's like, ooh, that, that's really bad. <laughs> um, nobody's died when I've done that. But um, one person did struggle with, she thought it might be stomach cancer when I moved her forward. And so what we do is we just shift that energy. And basically, it makes them aware of what could happen. And then they could change things before it does. Mm, so kind of right? like changing your timeline. You got it. Yeah. So, Okay. Hey, Ruben. Um, Damien said, I love these subjects. How can I schedule an appointment with you? We're going to, we're going to give you all her contact info at the end and how to reach her. Um, okay. When you were telling me when we spoke before this about future progression and you said there's only one door, Mm -hmm. I feel like I've always thought that there's multiple timelines, like your choices are shifting your timeline. So How is it only one door? Is that like your just most dominant timeline or? Yeah. So I'm just asking them to move when they go through that door X amount of time ahead. And so basically they know whatever timeline that's going to be or the one they're going to look at in that present time today. Okay. So it's it's an an interesting. Yeah, go ahead. Sounds like it's probably the one that's they're most dominantly aligned with at that time. Yeah, it's interesting. You're almost moving into the topic of parallel timelines. (laughs) So Mm. when I read the Akashic Records, I also look to see if there's parallel timelines. And so let's talk a little bit about what that means. So basically Mm. a parallel timeline, there's seven of them in total. And what happens is usually your dominant one is the first timeline. And then the other timelines that spin off. So let's say in your first timeline, you got married. Maybe in your second timeline, you didn't get married or you married somebody else. And then in your third timeline, maybe you moved to a different country. Maybe in your fourth timeline, um, you totally did something different with your career. So all of your timelines all have your same birth date. It's all your soul, but your soul is split up into different timelines so that every soul gets seven different lifetimes in one lifetime that they live through. I think that's probably blowing some people's minds. So for for me, yeah. I've I've heard of things like that where we're multidimensional beings. I mean, it sounds overwhelming, but I know that we're in more than one place at one time. But right right now, our consciousness is only showing us this this reality, right? But I know because I feel like I can. I've always been extra intuitive, and I can kind of see. I'll find myself like sitting at a stoplight and all of a sudden this whole scenario ran through in my mind of like, you know, a car, you know, going through the light and like slamming into me and like, I'm seeing into other timelines. And I thought for a while I was just daydreaming. Now I'm realizing that I can see into other timelines, but um, yeah, I feel like we are multidimensional beings. There's parallel realities. There's, you know, and we're here to expand. We're here to learn and grow and expand. That's another thing that this podcast is about, not just sovereign solutions. Um, so yeah, this is, I'm sure kind of blowing some people's minds, which is, which is awesome. But yeah, keep asking questions, guys. You have some amazing questions. Um, so future progression. Okay. Let's say someone was coming in for that. Um, what are, 
is it, so I know you said that you had someone that thought she might get stomach cancer and she kind of shifted that. What are some other things that you can learn or benefit from with future progression? Well, one of the interesting things is relationships. So in the future, am I actually going to get together with this person? Like, is it my highest timeline to do so? So I've definitely had that question where they figured out they did or they figured out they didn't actually, right? So we're looking for the highest timeline. I guess I should have answered that earlier. Right. So that's really, really interesting. Um, So obviously relationships can shift your timeline. Absolutely. Especially if it's not serving your highest good. For sure. Yeah. What do you do? I could just picture myself like being you and doing a session and then seeing like, cause I know from a human 3d perspective, when I back in the day, when I didn't trust my own intuition and I was going to psychics and intuitives and all these different people and trying to get answers, I always wanted what I wanted to hear. Right. So yeah. that's gotta be difficult. Like what if you sit down with someone <laughs> And you're doing a future progression, you know, that they really want this one person or this one outcome. And then you have to say, Hey, that's not in your highest timeline. They actually tell me though, I just guide them. Right. So I'm the one that's just guiding and asking questions and they're, I honestly don't know how people do it, but they always have an answer for me. And so they're actually like basically leading me and telling me where they're going and what they're seeing and what they're doing. Right. So they're, if it didn't come up in their timeline, they would know because they, they're the one that's seeing it. Okay. That's good. Then it's, it's on them. It's what they're yeah. seeing. That's, that's always good. Kind of takes the heat off. Of <laughs> it does. Yeah. Um, let's go back a little bit if you don't mind. Um, yeah. Remember I told you when they come down the stairs and they get into this room at the bottom of the stairs? Well, Mm -hmm. what I found is, especially with the past life regressions, that room changes every time they go through a lifetime. (laughs) And so at the end of going through these five past lives, the room is beautiful. Sometimes they're on a balcony. Sometimes it's expansive. Like it's, it's amazing how going through different lifetimes and seeing and maybe shifting these lifetimes changes just that 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 basically shows me that we're changing the energy, right? So kind of like shifting them to a higher and higher timeline. Absolutely. I love that. Wow. So how many, how, how long are the sessions that you usually do? So there's, they can be 75 minutes or so. Okay. And how many lifetimes do you usually get to? in a session. Yeah. So I try to aim for five. Wow. So you yeah. can do all of that in that time. Yeah. And I, sometimes they only might get to four. And so, or sometimes they tell me like the other door's gone. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. So that's fine. And sometimes I'm like, uh, is there another door? And some people will say, yeah, there's a door number six and we'll go visit another lifetime. So it, it'll just depend on how much time we're taking and their responses with me. And so Five is probably the most common. Wow. And do you find that um, do people come back for more than one if they will? Because you have tons of lifetimes, right? 
You do. I think I've only had a couple of people, maybe three come back for a second time, but usually those people will refer other people. So it's, it's nice that way that I know that they benefited if they're referring someone else. Right. Or do people come back and then do then the future progression or, or classic reading? So they'll, they'll maybe yeah. try something else. Yeah, definitely. I've had that for sure. Okay. We have a few comments in there. Um, Hillary shared something I think that she saw for a timeline and she was able to kind of warn a friend. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I don't know if you can see the group, but I can see it. So there's a few comments. She said, my biggest started when I saw one of my good friends die in a car accident. Oh, that's, Mm -hmm. that's rough. And she kind of warned him, but he died four days later on the way to our Valentine's day dance. Um. Dina said, you guys are awesome. I love this information so much. Thank you. Yeah. What other questions do you guys have? Um, and, uh, I love talking about this. This is fun. So what else do you, what else do you do? So you've got, okay, hold on. You've got the sort them out (laughs) rapid transform. Yeah. There's like, how long did you spend training on all this stuff? Like a long time. Yeah. Over the past 10 years, I've spent at least half of it training. Wow. I wish I could just do that and just keep learning different modalities. I love to do that. So you've got rapid transformational therapy where you do. So that's the- a tool, right? So I do past life regression or I do future progression. Okay. So those are and two different kinds of sessions. Same tool. Same rapid tra- RTT yeah. tool. Okay. Yes. And yes. then you've got the Akashic Records reading. Yeah. That's the soul realignment where we're trying to bring people back to who they really are. Okay. And then. Mm-hmm. The law of attraction. Have, what else? Yeah. Yeah. The healing with higher self. So that's where I make sure that they get connected to their intuition. And then we use that connection to clear energy from wherever it is. And then we pluck it out like a weed and then we plant new energy in it. So they're always raising their vibration during a session. I have a question about that. Yeah. So um, when you described that before, it made it sound like you teach people to connect to your higher self so you can get your own answers Almost kind of like muscle testing, but probably a lot more accurate. Yes. And so it's muscle testing would work. Same with using the body as a pendulum. I've had people like literally see the word in front of them or hear the word yes, no, maybe. I just always want to make sure that people can get the yes, the no, and the maybe responses as a minimum. Most people will learn to get a a lot more like above that. Okay. I do the body pendulum. Yeah. And, or I'll connect to my highest divine guides and my higher self. And I'll ask them, show me yes. And I'll stand there and they'll push me a certain way. Show me no. I never do maybe though. I just do yes or no. So maybe I need to do maybe. Mm. Yeah. You could do Um, maybe, or you could call it undecided. Undecided. Interesting. Okay. How, I guess, how are they, what other direction is there forward and back? Are they going to push me to the side, I guess for. Yeah. So for me, my maybe is a TikTok. (laughs) Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I'll, I look like such a weirdo. I'll be in the <laughs> supplement store and I'll be like, I'll grab a supplement. Right. And I'll be like, okay, guys. I and I, I already know which way. And I'll just, I'll just stand there and they'll push me and I'm like, oh shoot. Okay. Nope. Yeah. I but if people are reason. watching me, they would probably be like, what the heck is she doing? That's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let, let's get through all the rest of your services. And then there's um, another question, but okay. So You've got the higher self. What's it called again? 
healing with higher self or higher self healing. healing. Okay. And then, and then I also do something called a manifestation blueprint. It's really cool because I mean, to look at it, it's not cool. It's like um, seven different lines with numbers on it, (laughs) but basically it's how your soul wants to experience itself through the process of creation. Mm. So it's more about that. yeah, Yeah. It's really interesting because um, I have a friend that I like, you know, bounce ideas off and whatnot. And she is, she is totally like, I'm a process person and she's an outcome person. So she's like, just run the marathon. And to a process person like me, I'm like, no, no way. I'm not doing that. Like, because running a marathon just seems so overwhelming. But if you said to me, run a kilometer a day for the next 26 days, okay, I can do that. Right. Because I'm a process person. Uh (laughs) And so people will manifest very differently depending on where they sit on these different spectrums. Basically where they sit is how your soul decided it wanted to experience itself. And so it's your process for creating things into your physical reality. Wow. So if you understand that process, it helps you manifest easier. Yes. And so some people like, have you ever known people who could just move their furniture around and then they could manifest something? So I'm a little bit like that. I'm not going to lie, Sherry. Uh, I'm into feng shui and I will, well, I, I at least, cause I'm very sensitive. I can feel the energy shift, cleaning, reorganizing, moving furniture. Something always happens. And it's usually for my benefit. It's usually like something, co- an opportunity comes or a random check in the mail or a random client, like something always shifts, like not always like tremendous, but yeah, I literally can do that. That's awesome. And so you are likely internal on the internal external scale. So I'm more external on that scale, which means I actually have to interact with other people in order to manifest things. Mm. Whereas you more interact with yourself and your brain and your own life, and you don't really need other people to do it. Right. That's probably sounds like me, but I wonder, does that Do you think that has to do with your human design or? Human design is definitely one of the things I love as well and can definitely, it's all related to your energy and your DNA, right? Yeah. Okay. Where were we with all the things that you offer? Okay. So that's a manifestation guide. And then. The last one I wanted to mention is something that I call like meeting your, your spirit team. Mm. I get a lot of questions from people like, do I have guides? Do I have angels? I'm like, let's find out. (laughs) And so what I do is I go through and I, um, I write down their inner circle of guides because people usually have anywhere from four to seven inner circle where they're the ones that are with you for your whole life. And then usually they'll have other guides and other angels that help them with other things. So I literally tap into the person and I like write down in a PDF, all of these team members that they have. And some people have only angels and some people have only guides and some people have guides and angels. (laughs) And so it's nice for people to know who they're talking to. (laughs) So I do that as a, as a reading as well. That's awesome. I love it. And I, that resonates. I've heard that. And that makes sense that 
you have like your main guides and then others kind of shift in maybe when it's like a hard time or a transition that makes a lot of sense. So there was a question, wait, is that all the services or anything else? Yeah, that's good. (laughs) So many cool things. And, um, okay. So Hillary asked, does it help the more, you know, I don't know what you mean by that. Does it mean the more session? Does it help the more, you know, what, I guess, Hillary, can you expand on that? Do you mean how, if you do more than one session or if you, what do you mean? I'm kind of confused by that. Do you understand? Yeah. I, I'm, if I'm understanding it correctly, it's like many people want to understand things. And I think the purpose is that if they do understand more about a past life, it will help them understand what's going on in this life. Okay. So maybe that was the question that makes sense. I would, I would say definitely. Yes. The more, you know, obviously, um, and that's, that's why I brought you on because some, you know, some people might think about, well, what does past life regression have to do with sovereignty, but soul development is, you know, of course that has to do with sovereignty, right? Because we're healing ourselves instead of relying on, you know, medical system or other things we're healing ourselves before we get those nasty conditions. And we're also, we're breaking ancestral, you know, traumas and, um, all types of things. So that's why these different alternative modalities are important for spiritual development, health, even, even physically, because it can manifest then physically. Mm -hmm. So that's why this is important. And the umbrella of sovereignty is wide, right? We have, I have people coming on and we're talking more about preparedness and self-sufficiency, growing your own food. And then I have people coming on to talk about different modalities of like healing and soul development, spiritual development. But, um, I think it's really, I, this is one of my favorite topics is different, Mm -hmm. really cool modalities. And I could talk about it all day. Um, is there anything else you want to add before we kind of tell everyone how to find you and then we can end the recording and just hang for a few minutes if anyone in the group has remaining questions, anything else you kind of want to cover? Yeah, so I'm kind of getting this picture like with all the things that we've been through, through different lifetimes, through our ancestry, through childhood trauma and other things that come up, it's almost like with everything that happens, we have a jacket that we put on. And so like some of us are wearing like 200 jackets, right? And it's like the slow process of us taking these jackets off, right? And that's kind of the process of of raising your vibration and letting go of these things that are heavy. And people can do that in totally different ways. They can do it by themselves. They can do it with a mentor. They can do it with past life regression. They can do it with higher self healing, right? There's just so many ways that they can do it, but it's almost like we have to find a way to let go of these things that we've been carrying that no longer serve us that we just don't need to carry anymore. Yeah. I like that. I like to think of it as like peeling an onion too. And there's so many, so many layers. Um, so another question I have is there's so many things that you offer. If someone's like, not sure if, should they just reach out to you and kind of tell you, Hey, 
you know, I'm interested in working on X, Y, Z, or I'm interested in this or struggling with this. And then you kind of guide them. Hey, I think this type of session would be best to start with. Yeah, that's exactly what I would do. And I would want to ask a couple of questions like, are you connected to your intuition already? Um, Do you feel comfortable doing X, Y, Z? Like those sorts of things would help me determine like what's the best next step for them. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So um, tell them where to find you, how you want them to contact and reach out. And um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm obviously on Facebook. Um, Facebook, I'm facebook.com slash Sherry.Simpson. So messaging me on Facebook is definitely a way to do that. By email, I'm info at sherrysimpson.com. I'm writing this down too, because I'm going to put it in the chat. Okay. Info at sherrysimpson.com. Yeah. And it's spelled the same way you see it there. So S-H-E-R-R-I-S-I-M-P-S-O-N. Perfect. Awesome. So Facebook and email. And is that your website, sherrysimpson.com? Websites under construction, um, okay. so it's not. You can go on it, but it's not really. I have my blog available, but <laughs> it's not. The website's not where I want it yet. Okay, so maybe hold on the website. It's under construction, but Facebook yeah. and email is the best way. Yeah, and then I think you also had a coupon code for the viewers. I do. So we decided we were going to do um, SAF ten. We'll do 10% 10 off. 10% off. Awesome. Thank you. We appreciate (laughs) that. Yeah. Um, And I'll put that also in the chat. And then when I edit this for YouTube and Rumble, I'll also put that up there. Um, So before we end the recording, Sherry, it's been awesome. Um, Anything you want to leave us with? Like any, any parting words of wisdom or? I would say... If you're not doing it now, get connected to your intuition because it opens you up to things that you can't see just living your human life and not being connected to spirit. So do your best to connect and to just trust. And I know like blind trust is not something we all have, but you can do it one little step at a time. One of the things that I used to do in the past when I was learning um, to use and trust my intuition was to ask dumb questions like, is gas going to go up or down? And I would get an answer. And obviously I would have an answer in a few days, whether gas went up or down, right? So play with it, make it something that you're enjoying and then it helps you to continue and expand. Awesome. Love that. I agree. Very important, especially in today's world to be in tune with your intuitions. One of the most important things I think. So thank you so much for being here. This has been a great conversation. Facebook group will, will, uh, hang out for a few minutes. So if you have any other questions you want to add, um, but we're going to end the recording here. Thank you guys for watching anyone that watches afterwards on YouTube and rumble. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you so much, Sherry. I appreciate you so much. Thank you.